It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hey guys, welcome. It is Hump Day, uh, midway through the week, almost at the end of the month. Hope you are having a glorious day and a glorious week so far. As always, as I come to the microphone, I feel like a kid uh, ready to uh, share what I learned over summer vacation. Because uh, there's there's much there's much to uh, there's much to talk about today, including uh, some covidiacy, uh, some uh, Biden economy stuff, uh, some fallout from the SOB heard around the world. Uh, we've got some of the uh, the more fallout with regard to a, a man swimming for a women's team in Pennsylvania. Oh oh oh! Ron DeSantis clears the air about any bad blood with Donald Trump. Plus a story of a school, and this is going all over the country, a school where kids are being treated like political prisoners, social outcasts. And you thought the masks were a problem? And you thought the remote learning was a problem? Can you imagine if your kid went to school unvaccinated, got separated from his or her friends, got kicked out of school for days, got put into solitary confinement, essentially, at the school? I swear to God, there has to be a day someday where we have Nuremberg-style trials for those at the top of this debacle. And again, this is not anti-vaccine. I believe that the uh, the virus is real because I got it. But the people who perpetrated this on the world and continued the myth and ruined lives and shut down businesses and cause suicide and self-harm, they all need to be held accountable. Anthony Fauci, number one on the list, by the way. And then those who subjected children to this nonsense need to be held accountable by losing their jobs or losing their school board positions or losing their governorships, or uh, I could go on and on. But here's the piece de resistance this morning. You know, I, I, I like looking forward to getting the mail, you know. And, and I like it when the Amazon van arrives in front of the house. I, I'm, like a, I'm like a dog waiting for its master to get Yeah, I use the word master. Like a dog waiting for its master to get home. And the Amazon driver comes up. And, you know, I try to be cool about it. It's like, oh, oh, hey, I didn't even know you were coming. I was just going out to get the mail or something, you know. And well, son of a gun, wouldn't, wouldn't you know I got an Amazon. Thanks, buddy. And then I run inside and I just, you know, if it's got my wife on it, a name on it, I don't touch it because I'll get killed. I'm not much of a reader, but these three books I can't wait to dive into. Mark Levin's American Marxism, uh, Red Handed by Peter Schweizer, uh, How American Elites Get Rich with Helping China, and Robert Kennedy, The Real Anthony Fauci. I don't read like this normally, but I can't wait to get into these. But anyway, so the uh, OSHA has uh, formally withdrawn President Joe Biden's coronavirus vaccine. They would call this um, leaving with your tail between your legs would have roughly affected 84 million workers across country. The agency announced this on Tuesday. Here's what they said. Uh, although OSHA is withdrawing the vaccine in shame and testing ETS as an enforceable emergency temporary standard, the agency is not withdrawing the ETS as a proposed rule. So we're suggesting that you fire everybody if they don't get a vaccine. President Joe Biden originally pitched the rule in a device in September speech. Uh, and said, remember when he said that he scolded unvaccinated, uh, unvaccinated Americans, warning that his patience was wearing thin? Remember that? You know, we've been patient. Our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. Remember all that stuff? Well, it got trashed by the Supreme Court. Ha, ha, ha. 
Joe Biden's approval rating hit another grim record on Tuesday, a new poll, placing him with just uh, 39% of voters' uh, support. Now, 29 members uh, of the uh, House Democrats are not running again. They're not running again because they don't want to be humiliated or they don't want to be a part of uh, the debacle or whatever. And so there is a there is a wave coming. I'm not going to call it a red wave. I'm going to call it a Republican wave because Republicans aren't red. Socialists are red. Communists are red. Democrats are red. So 39% of voter support. Meanwhile, a survey suggests the president has lost faith of Americans who largely think he doesn't care about him and he's a weak leader. Both dire outcomes just a year after he took office. He went and got ice cream yesterday. Yeah, I know, I know. And the, the press was there. Look at him eat ice cream, you know. Normally, he's just, you know, if he was Joe Biden just eating ice cream, he'd just be Joe Biden eating ice cream. But look, look, our dear leader is eating ice cream. Oh, I wonder what glorious flavor he will bestow as his favorite. And we will make it mandatory at ice cream stops across America. Ha ha, the dear leader. 39 percentage points, the uh, lowest scored in Harvard's poll since it began collecting data in March. His disapproval rating has climbed to 53 percent. That's what they're saying. In a critical blow to his public image, <laughs> now less than half of Americans think he, uh, the president who ran on his personal capabilities for compassion and empathy, I don't recall any of that, uh, cares about. 48 percent of respondents answered that uh, he cares about the needs of people like you applies to Biden. It used to be 55%. Uh, also, Biden's uh, honest and trustworthy image took a 7 percentage uh, point blow from 52 to 45. Steny Hoyer, Democrat representative, was asked if Democrats should run as Biden Democrats, and he uh, completely ignored the question from a political reporter. In August of last year, the DCCC advised frontliners to run as Biden Democrats. But I guess I'm wondering, with Biden's poll numbers dragging since then, do you think your frontline his administration has reached critical suck? Should be running as Biden Democrats and I want every president. Rachel, I want every Democrat uh, to run as Democrats who deliver. And higher prices, uh, higher gas prices, uh, higher taxes, higher grocery prices, empty store shelves, higher regulation. I could just, I could keep going and, and point to the record, point to what was done. I just did uh, for families, for employers. Uh, for health You made it harder, actually, to do business. You shut down all the businesses. For workers, for uh, teachers, for schools, etc. You shut down the schools, too. Point to what we have done for people and what we fought for, like voting rights for every American. Uh, Which is a lie. I want them to look at the record. And if they look- I'm not saying running as a, Biden, uh, as a Biden Democrat. That's kind of funny. 72% of likely voters say their families' finances will get worse. Or stay the same under President Biden's leadership. I, I don't know how it gets better. He's got three more years. Here is NBC admitting who Biden inflation is hitting the hardest. That inflation is hitting the hardest on Main Street as the price of food, clothing, cars, and housing continues to climb. One of the biggest cars are stupid expensive now. Drivers of the higher prices were all paying disruptions at every level of the supply chain. It's not happening in Japan. 
1% inflation, same supply chain issues. From Chinese manufacturing plants to gridlocked ports to U.S. store shelves. Whether it's the air transportation to bring goods in, the cost of ocean freight carriers, whether it's truck drivers or that's distribution. Everybody but Joe Biden's policies. Center workers, everything is costing more. Along with higher prices, longer wait times. Lauren Logan and Charlie Birnbaum operate stores for expecting parents on opposite sides of the country. At Pish Posh Baby in New Jersey. Pish Posh Baby. They've tried to adapt. We've completely rehauled their website, um, added features that would help, uh, you know, when we're out of, out of stock for an item that customer can be notified. Yeah, you know, you've heard it. Uh, it's not happening in other countries. I said this from the get-go. The next crisis is empty store shelves, not enough food, not enough goods. That's the next crisis that gets us to the election if Omicron doesn't. Voters believe President, uh, former President Donald Trump was a better commander-in-chief than President Joe Biden. Uh, Harvard-Harris poll found this week, uh, January 9th through the 20th, 1,815 registered voters. 53% said Trump was a better president. Biden fell six points behind, 47%, which means essentially that uh, Trump's ahead by 15 points. And by the way, he has a big rally in Can't Texas. Touch me. This weekend... My, 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 my rallies are so large. Makes the devs say, oh, my God, thank you for blessing me with the gift of care. And the hot wife, he feels good. Will you come see a super dope homeboy from NYC? And I know I'm as much. This is a man they can't touch. Democrats can't touch him. Can't touch me. Crooked Hillary can't, and I don't really want her to. Can't oh. touch me. Sleepy Joe wishes he were me, okay? Mm. Can't touch me. My name is DJ Trump, and I'm magic on the stuff. Yeah, Can't touch me. I've been around the country, from New York to L.A. <laughs> I speak to a lot of people that play YMCA. Kamala speaks to no one, and Biden can't draw flies. And still the fake news media thinks you voted for those guys. My rallies are on Newsmax, and Fox just can't be fair. And all the fake news media, I take them to the ground. Can't touch me. How's your approval rating, Sleepy Joe? Not good. Can't touch me. COVID is more popular than Sleepy Joe. Can't touch me. I fill stadiums. Sleepy Joe can't fill a shoebox. Oh, Can't no. touch me. Together, we're going to save America, believe me. Uh, that is my buddy, Sean Farish. A young guy from New York City. He lives on Long Island, and uh, he did the vocals on that. Um, Anyway, so uh, Donald Trump does have a rally uh, this weekend. It's going to be broadcast live on Newsmax. I'll be doing part of the pregame festivities. Yeah, yeah, it'll be kind of fun. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, i got to play this. This is pretty funny. The president was on the golf course, um, I guess, either this weekend or yesterday. I'm not exactly sure. But he was on the... uh, (laughs) He was on the golf course, and he corrected somebody when they said he was the 45th president. Listen. You're so lucky to, lucky to be one up. Lucky. We'll be lucky we're up. We got it. We got it. Here we go. First on T, 45th president of the United States. 45th and 47th. 45th and 47th. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I love it. Then he goes up and just kills it. You know, just a 300-yard drive or whatever. Uh, I don't actually know how far he drove it. But, you know, he's, a, he's I guess he's a great golfer. I'd love to play golf with him, even though I haven't played. I played like three times in the last 20 years, you know. Uh, anyway. 
<laughs> oh, this is funny. This is really funny. So um, there's this guy. He's uh, uh, Joe Biden's deputy national security advisor, Jonathan Feiner. And a lot of people made the uh, the observations fairly obvious. Why are we so concerned about Ukraine's border when we could give a rat's behind about ours? Uh, because ours is open. And, and people are streaming across by the millions, and they're being released into the country, wholesale released in the country. Yesterday and, and on the web, there were a bunch of uh, uh, videotaped releases of, of uh, a single male illegal immigrants, aliens, released into cities around the country. And it's happening all over the place. Uh, and it might get even more intense because, you know, the election's coming up, and Democrats will do anything to try to get them to vote, like in the state of New York, by the way. In the, state, in the city of New York, I should say. Anyway, here is uh, Deputy National Security Advisor Jonathan Feiner talking about uh, why we should be concerned about what's going on in Ukraine. Listen. Why should Americans care about what's happening in Ukraine? Uh, because it, it goes to a very fundamental principle of, of all nations. Which what is that fundamental principle? Is that our borders uh, should be inviolate. That our borders should be inviolate. Do you know what that means, kids? Has nothing to do with flowers, Democrats. It means they should not be violated. Thank you. Let's hear it again. Americans care about what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, because it, it goes to a very fundamental principle of, of all nations, which is that our borders uh, should be inviolate, that our sovereignty uh, should be respected. Um, except for us, I guess, right? except for the United States, except for you and me, our sovereignty, our safety. That doesn't mean a rat's behind. This is why the, uh, the poll that I just quoted, that uh, Joe Biden doesn't give a rat's behind about anybody, that's why that number's so huge. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you've got, you've got uh, all sorts of stuff going on. China flying over Taiwan. Uh, you've got North Korea launching missiles and all sorts of stuff. you got what that, you know, obviously uh, Biden is focused on the border between Ukraine and, uh, and Russia. And, uh, and oddly enough, all these things happen at the same time. Uh, Jonathan Feiner, the deputy national security advisor, uh, he says they're not related. And, but obviously they are. It's provocative. Why does it seem that these foreign leaders, in some cases rogue foreign leaders, are testing President Biden? You know, John, I know there's a lot of temptation to connect these issues because uh, these events are taking place simultaneously. Uh, the North Korea challenge. Has yeah, it's because uh, he's broadcasting weakness throughout the world and actually gave permission to Vladimir Putin essentially to invade Ukraine. Been with us for quite some time, uh, really going back years uh, and, and actually decades. The United States has been very clear that it considers North Korea's missile test to be provocative, to be a threat to peace and stability. We have taken action uh, with regard to sanctions just in recent days and weeks. Oh, I'll bet he's terrified. We've taken action uh, at the Security Council, oh. and we will continue to provide all manner of reassurance uh, to our Asian allies. Uh, Maybe a hug? In particular, uh, the South Koreans and the Japanese uh, with regard to these tests. But I don't see these issues as, as connected in any way other than... <laughs> it just, it just, it just kind of happened. You know, it's not because the president is weak and, you know, maybe the despots of the world might take advantage of it. No, 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 no. It, this is, it stuff is seasonal. You know, it's, it's seasonal. It's, it's you know, spring's coming. It's like uh, the middle of winter and, you know, you know it's like uh, sales at your Nordstrom. You know, they all happen right about the same time. And basically North Korea is Macy's and, uh, and Ukraine and uh, Russia, that's, uh, that's Nordstrom. And they're having their annual, you know, uh, uh, blowout sale where they take over other countries or threaten them at the same time. No, it's because Joe Biden's projecting weakness and he's distracted. That's the correct answer. Hey guys, Rob Carson for Gold Co. I got a warning for you, in case you haven't figured it out already. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of a nearly $30 trillion debt. 
Yeah. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k, or savings, your money is at risk. They're looking at it. The federal government is looking at your 401k, your retirement, licking their chops. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com, get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. My friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $10,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? Do this today if you get some time, okay? Go to retirewithnewsmax.com. That's retirewithnewsmax.com. This is what happens when the power is ingrained, uh, when it's there for 50, 60 years in some of these large cities. And uh, then you also look at the, now the federal government has people like this in charge, including uh, you know Nancy Pelosi. She's going to be 82 years old coming up, by the way. Three Democrats in the, uh, in the House are over 80 years old. Over 80 years old. I mean, honestly, isn't there a point? Isn't there a point that we say, you know, no. And it's not ageism. It's not ageism. It's you've been there since 1987. And look what you've done. It's time to move on. That's what was originally expected of those who would serve in Congress, that you'd go, you'd do your time, you'd go back to farming or whatever you're doing. But that's not the case now, because we send people to Washington, D.C., and they spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. That's the way it is. She has been there since 1987. She has been the top House Democrat since 2003. She um, is corrupt. She uh, apparently in 2018, these are the stories that I have, I have heard. She was worth $120 million in 2018. She's worth about $300 million now. She has a major advantage because she gets information about government purchases, uh, government policy decisions before anybody else does. And by the way, I've heard a lot of people follow her and her stock picks because they know she's got inside information. They know it. Right now, we have, uh, at least in my lifetime, the worst scenario I've ever seen with elites being in charge and the rest of us suffering. Right now, more so than ever. I literally said 12, 15 years ago, we are in a tale of two cities. I heard Michael Knowles, uh, he, he used this analogy the other day. We are living a tale of two cities with a ruling class, and then we are the proletariat. We are an oligarchy. We're, we're really an oligarchy. Think about this. I mean, one of the people who got the richest over the COVID crisis was Mark Zuckerberg, and Mark Zuckerberg gave $500 million to battleground states to place largely unmonitored ballot boxes throughout. We live in an oligarchy. Mark Zuckerberg negates a lot of your votes. And he gets richer, and he gets richer, and he gets richer, and the politicians get richer, and they get richer, and they get richer. And Joe Biden gets $31 million from uh, the Chinese Communist Party, according to this new book by Peter Schweizer, which I just got in the mail yesterday. And as the elites drive around in their caravans of Chevy Suburbans getting 12 miles a gallon, and they demand that you get a crappy electric car. And as they live in multiple mansions, like Bernie Sanders, who's a socialist, he has four houses, rents a fourth one. 
and they tell you you should use poison light bulbs while they live in mansions, and they tell you you should fly cattle class or not fly at all while they fly in first class or on private jets. And now we have a best deal. Things are not going to end well for the ruling class. Figuratively, as in A Tale of Two Cities, heads will roll. Here is Nancy Pelosi in a, uh, a just a disjointed kind of dystopian green screen background announcement of her uh, running for a 400th term in the uh, in the uh, House. And, and she just kind of smacked her lips and her eyebrows went down a little bit. It was the first time I've seen that happen in a while. And uh, she announced why she's there uh, in front of a backdrop of the city. She is uh, let be destroyed and done nothing about it. When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. See what she did there? She did so cute. Their health, their education, the housing and economic security of their families, a clean, safe environment in which they can thrive, and a world at peace and where they are all welcome. And all of those things have gone to hell in a handbasket in San Francisco. In which they can reach their fulfillment. Even though they have masks on all the time and half the time they're not even in school. That is my why. Why, why. I am in Congress. For the children. For the children so you can fatten them up in your gingerbread house in the woods and then eat them. This is my story. I'm sorry, did I say that? This is my song. As you hear me say... When you're in the arena, yes. you have to be able to take a punch take a punch, or throw a punch for the children. Take a punch or throw a punch for the children. There you go. In terms of health, it's all about my the first children. words on the floor of the house were to find... And then, by the way, also, uh, you know, to get really, really, really rich by playing the stock market because I have all sorts of insider information. Uh, here's a little bit more from the end of her glorious announcement. Amplifying the voice of the grassroots. Yes. Mm-hmm. While we've made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. You've been there since 1987. Why haven't you? Joe Biden has been there for 50 years. Why haven't you? Why are the same problems still there? Why do they still exist? Why have they gotten worse? What have you done? Our democracy is at risk because of assaults on the truth. That's a disinformation and misinformation. Anything that you say against that, that, that uh, goes against the government narrative. Assaults on the U.S. Capitol. And the uh, there's the old, uh, yeah, the old uh, assault on the U.S. Capitol and the state-by-state assault on voting rights. Sure, it's, none of that's true. ...by-state assault on voting rights. This election is crucial. Yeah, and you're going to get your butt kicked. Nothing less is at stake than our democracy. But as we say, we don't agonize, we organize. Oh, there you go. That's Nancy Pelosi. She could give a rat's behind about you as she eats $12 a pint ice cream out of her $24,000 refrigerator. Does not care. Doesn't care. You know, there's been a lot of uh, debate in the media, and it's very clear what they're trying to do. Right now, the two most popular Republicans in the Republican Party, those who are in positions to run in 2024 that people find appealing, and by the way, Donald Trump leads by 40 points. I mean, you could say uh, Ron DeSantis is a great guy. Ron DeSantis has a lot to learn. Uh, Donald Trump has a lot of experience outside of government that he brought to the swamp, which made him a... I believe, superior leader with regard to taking on the corruption of Washington, D.C., which should have happened for another four years, but the election was stolen, you see. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say it. 
But uh, media figures are trying to create some sort of rift between the two, that somehow they hate each other. And they're doing this because they don't want them on the same ticket because they know the ticket is unstoppable. They know that a Trump-DeSantis ticket is unstoppable. It is a, it is a steamroller. It is, it is something epic. It is gigantic. It is huge. It will roll over the country. It will be a 48-state electoral victory. And so they're doing everything. Even Ann Coulter, who I used to respect, not anymore. Not anymore. Not Ann. No, Annie. Annie, Annie, you're not okay. Uh, here is Ron DeSantis setting the record straight about any rift with Donald Trump. What's with the bad blood between Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis? We have to talk about Freddie versus Jason, and that is, of course... Oh, it's Freddie versus Jason. Okay. Uh, DeSantis v. Trump. You actually have Ron DeSantis. So what's, what's uh, you know, like Democrats, uh, Nancy Pelosi against somebody? Is that like uh, Alien versus Predator? DeSantis in Florida uh, criticizing Donald Trump uh, subtly for being too liberal on on COVID. That's, that's exactly where the Republican Party is going. What is the truth here? The corporate media is trying to manufacture something where something doesn't exist. Look, when I ran for governor, he endorsed me when everyone said, don't do it. Um, and he had my back. And then when he ran for reelection, we had his back in Florida, raised a bunch of money. He had a great margin of victory in Florida. Um, we see eye to eye on all the big issues. And um, so I have zero zero um, uh, animosity or anything. And that's, that's not what the media is saying. They're just trying to create divisions. And why are they doing that, Laura? Because they know Biden's failing. He had the worst first year of any president in the United States history since the yeah, that was great, wasn't it? 1800s. Yeah. And they know he's failing on all fronts. So it. they're trying to divert attention away from those failures and trying to create fissures in the Republican Party. Absolutely. And they're trying to... Uh, uh, they're trying to let the airs, air out of the tires of a Trump DeSantis ticket. Now, coming up, Dr. Robert McAuliffe, who has been on the Joe Rogan show, has some amazing things to say about why people weren't being allowed to, uh, weren't allowed to be treated with therapeutics, why so many died in hospital rooms not getting any treatment, essentially getting comfort care and some medications that were worthless, then also... Why in the United States, all other countries in the world, this is not true, but only in the United States, according to news reports, uh, there are no vaccinated people in the hospital with COVID. Huh. Well, that's not true. This is a unique period in history for all of us with regard to freedom of expression, and it morphed into something very, very dangerously North Korean, dangerously Soviet Union, dangerously Stalinistic, dangerously uh, Cuban. And, you know, whereas years ago we all signed up for Facebook because we thought it'd be a cute way to reconnect with high school uh, friends or college friends or maybe post pictures of your feet on the end of a lawn chair on a beach. Remember, that was the big deal. Like, hey, look, I got a margarita and I feed her on a lawn chair and you're not. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And then, and then people began to realize, oh, hey, well, we got reach. I got, I got reached, so, you know, maybe I'll post a couple uh, political things and, you know, how I feel about politics. And then we got away with that for a while, and, and I was part of a network of, of uh, 29 Facebook pages, 
all conservative, 19 million followers. The founder of the uh, the ne- it became a network had invested more than a quarter million dollars in reach. And on October 31st, 2018, Facebook took it down, all of them down, and another uh, I think 180 sites that were mostly conservative uh, for whatever reason. But they do it all the time. Facebook realized, oh my God, conservatives can reach a lot of people on our platform, so we've got to shut them down. Same goes with Twitter, same goes with YouTube. All millennial, essentially, run companies, uh, people like Mark Zuckerberg, who went through college, where they were given safe spaces, where they were told that conservative speakers were racist and Nazi and white supremacist, and they graduated with indoctrination, and they they created companies that actually uh, could allow or shut down freedom of expression. Perfectly fine. Facebook does not have to be a First Amendment follower. It's a private company. If I go work at Walmart, I have to wear a blue vest. If I want to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt and and not wear my blue vest, I will be told to go home and change or don't come home at all. That's no First Amendment. When you are in the NBA, you wear the shoes they tell you to wear. When you are in the NFL, you wear the shoes you are told to wear. That's an infringement on your First Amendment right, but you have no right to First Amendment freedoms at work. That said, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube led you to believe for years Taking your money, allowing you to boost post, allowing you to increase viewership and, uh, and reach. And then one day they decided they couldn't take it anymore. And so they all simultaneously shut down conservative free speech. And then it segued and morphed into something even worse. Because in the last three, four years, and I remember because I started broadcasting live on my desktop on Facebook like a TV show. It looks like a TV show. Background, you know, all, video clips hold you. And they allowed you to do that, and people began to get reach. And about three or three years ago, there started to be hints of allowing things and shutting down things. And then a couple years ago, when COVID came around or, and the election came around, some things were suddenly declared verboten. You couldn't put them online. And this wasn't conspiracy theorists. This wasn't lies. This was dissent. This was differing opinion. And then it became very North Korean. Because big social media, in charge of most of it, and there are some upstarts out there, don't get me wrong, but these liberal organizations, you've got 10, 15 years invested in Facebook, your Facebook profile, your family pictures, maybe your political blog, maybe your cooking blog, maybe whatever. And you don't want to lose all of that. So maybe you're afraid to move to Getter, which I am on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. So you don't want to abandon them. But at the same time, if you're conservative, what do you got to lose? You're not reaching anybody anymore. All right. But there became this unholy trinity, unholy Trinity, the mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party. And those three, all simultaneously, will at the same time, they will decide what is verboten. The same things. It could be January 6th discussion. It, it could be uh, the, the uh, election 2020. My Facebook page was taken away on November the 4th, the day, the next day. I hadn't posted anything. It was just gone. Because they knew as a conservative, I might, because Facebook 
gave $500 million to uh, battleground states to distribute thousands of unmonitored ballot boxes for stuffing. And they realized, huh, maybe conservatives might pick up on that. Let's just take their pages away. The reason why I bring this up is one of the people who have been uh, censored massively is Dr. Peter McAuliffe. He is perfectly credible. He says truthful things. He says things that I've been saying for two years, and, and I'm not a medical expert, but that doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. Not everybody who writes a, an expose on hospitals is a doctor. I'm not a journalist either. I'm just somebody who's been on the planet. I have life experience, common sense, and I do my research. Here is what Peter McAuliffe, using copious research, is saying about why nobody in hospitals in the United States, not half like in other countries, nobody apparently in hospitals in the United States with COVID have been vaccinated. That the CDC and academic medical centers will say, and they will go to a home base that they will say that the vaccines are associated with a reduction in hospitalization. And this will come up. The CDC in the last few days said there's five more papers showing the vaccines, even with Omicron, are associated with the reduction in hospitalization. But it's only in U.S. hospitals, not in South Africa, not in Germany, not in Denmark, not in the U.K., and not in Israel. Americans should be asking the question, why are the vaccines only working against hospitalization but they don't work against binary occurrence of the respiratory illness or reduce spread, and they don't reduce mortality, but why do they only reduce hospitalization? And by the way, they reduce hospitalization in most studies in the United States by 85%. How does that happen? That is basically academic fraud. Now, as I have said from day one, many of you have not listened to the show because I've only been, uh, you know, on the air syndicated, I think six, seven months, right? Uh, but I've been, you know, doing my thing around the country on different radio stations, my, my Newsmax Daily podcast for going on a year. Uh, and, and those of you who have followed me for years, you know that I had this from the beginning. You know that I said you're being played from the beginning. Here's a little bit more from Peter McAuliffe. And the reason why it is, is because these hospitalizations are not adjudicated. They're not telling us why the patients are hospitalized. 40% uh, generally, and sometimes up to 50% of hospitalizations of people with COVID are people who came to the hospital for other things but were diagnosed with COVID, and so it became on the official record that they are being treated for COVID. That's how they blow up the numbers. That's how they make money. And we've had multiple officials come out and tell us that 40 to 60% of people coming to the hospital who test positive for COVID are not there for COVID. Like I just said. So we have a trumped-up set of numbers. And to make matters worse, our CDC has advised consistently that the unvaccinated get lots of testing and the vaccinated actually refrain from testing. So the combination of not adjudicating hospitalizations... Now, by the way, for Democrats, adjudicating doesn't mean going to school. And this asymmetric testing is creating a fraudulent data... Uh, scheme in order to make the claim that the vaccinations are associated with reductions in hospitalizations when in fact they're not. And that's the reason why Israel is loaded with fully vaccinated people in the hospital with COVID-19 and so is Germany and so is the United Kingdom and elsewhere in the United States. Say it with me people, three words, you're being played. We've gone insane in this country to some degree in the last few years. I mean beyond insane. If you, if you dropped any of us, uh, most of us in from a decade ago, we'd say, oh, We've got a guy 
who competed as a competitive swimmer for three years of college and then the last year decided to take some hormones and now he's a girl and he's beating the snot out of women up and down the the competition schedule and setting records as a man we'll get to that next hour or that uh, you know kids in school could uh, just say oh, one day we're just going to be a boy we're going to be a girl we're going to be the opposite sex it's absurd on the face of it you can't become the opposite sex maybe if there was some sort of uh uh, something that happened uh, while you were developing in the womb, there's this little tick that goes, Bip, you're going to go this way, Bip, you're going to go this way. Sometimes it comes up, you know, you get both. And then it, then it becomes a little confusing, but by and large, if you are born with girl parts and girl uh, DNA, then you're a girl. And if you're a boy with boy parts and you, you, know, you have boy DNA, it's always going to be that way, regardless of what you do with the parts. It's just the way it is. California mom is taking action against a school district after two teachers secret manipulated her daughter, 11, into believing she was a transgender boy. Jessica Conan is the mother. Spreckles Union School is the school. Two teachers manipulated her daughter into changing her gender identity. They convinced the 11-year-old she was bisexual in sixth grade. Now, uh, for those of you who've been involved in the prevention of fire, uh, tire, child abuse or uh, the event of, of, of uh, sexual abuse of children like I have, a, I have I've been a, an advocate of, of fighting it my entire career, you know the uh, tenants uh, generally fall by someone who is grooming a child for something. Presumably some sort of sexual activity. I don't know if this is the case. It's just two people who decided this girl was, oh, yeah, you're bisexual. Oh, and you're not only bisexual, uh, you're also uh, a boy. Two middle, middle school teachers ran the school's equality club, planted the seed that her daughter was bisexual in sixth grade. This, this shouldn't even be a part of discussion, even if you're in high school. You, uh, no, never. The mother claims she was kept in the dark by the school about a gender support plan created by an, as administrators. This is Soviet stuff. This is Soviet stuff, like letting your 11-year-old decide whether uh, he or she wants to get vaccinated and not telling you about it, like they want to do in California, like they already allow in Washington, D.C. She, she said her daughter was taught how to bind her breasts to keep them from developing. Conan said that uh, during remote uh, learning away from school, her daughter was once again happy to identify as a girl. Filed a legal claim against the school. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going into your school and finding out after being invited in for a, a conference that, uh, oh, yeah, your daughter wants to be referred to uh, by male pronouns and wants a boy name, and we've been doing all this stuff behind your back. This is Harmeet Dillon. I've uh, been actually a, a panelist with her on Newsmax. She is a lawyer representing the, uh, the mom, and here's what she had to say about it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two teachers, uh, and with the knowledge of the principal, what they were doing is identifying children who they thought belonged in a secret equality club that was for uh, children questioning their sexual identities. Yeah, they called us grooming. And they invited kids, including Jessica's daughter, to be in this club. And then they told these kids, do not tell your parents, and specifically Jessica's mom, do not tell them they cannot be trusted what's going on here. They gave Dear God in heaven, welcome to the Soviet 
union. Them reading materials about transgenderism. They uh, secretly changed the pronouns, but when in front of the parents, referred to their children by their birth pronouns <laughs> behind the children's, behind the parents' back. By the way, um, Harmeet Dillon has been hearing from parents across multiple states. This is happening around the country, by the way. In the school, use their new identity. And all of this was done secretly, and then suddenly they called Jessica in and informed her that going forward, her daughter was to be referred to by male pronouns, what? by a different name. They changed it in the... In the in I think I might at that point jump over over the desk at the principal. The school records officially, Laura, and, <sighs> and it was presented to the mom as a fait accompli. And of course, as you saw from the video in the intro, uh, Jessica was outraged by the usurpation of her right to make this decision jointly with her daughter. Well, you know, what the hell? I mean, you can get an abortion, now you know, get a shot, you know, a, a vaccine. Uh, why not? Just why not let a teacher decide you're bisexual and you're not your, uh, your at birth sex? She wasn't told of the purpose of the meeting until her daughter entered the room and sat across the table from her and her teacher when they broke the news. The mom says, I was literally caught off guard. I was blindsided. I didn't even know what to feel like because I didn't know where it came from. Conan said she gave the school permission to use a boy's name for attendance purposes and tried to be supportive, but it was difficult. When schools went remote during the pandemic in March 2020, Conan said her daughter began to return to her old self and now uses her given name. Isn't it amazing the blessings that school closings around the country bestowed upon all of us? We didn't know critical race theory was being taught. We didn't know there was gay porn in elementary school libraries. Isn't that funny how this all got exposed because of that. It's hilarious. The same COVID dictators who closed down the schools and went to remote learning, we discovered their scheme. That's fantastic. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, if you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts subscribe to the show and if you would give me a review right now i've got a lot of five-star reviews and i greatly appreciate it if you like the show if you like the humor you like the content because i put a lot of content into this sucker then please leave a nice review for me that would be gigantic that would be gigantic big things are coming guys i am blessed to be here god bless you god bless our police god bless our military never forget ashley babbitt's name and above all don't catch the stupid Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.